0: Welcome to Stephanie and Stephanie Talk Tunes. Hey y'all, I'm Stephanie Pena. Hey everybody, I'm Stephanie Myers. Thank you so much for joining us today, Talk Tuners. As always, you know that we are going to share the stories and memories connected to the music that has shaped our lives.
1: I'm excited about today, I'm always excited, but I'm really excited that we're continuing our unofficial 90s mini series today. It's going to be really fun. Um, I really enjoy these episodes. We're glad you're here with us, Talk Tuners, to continue to kind of talk a little bit about the 90s. Uh, you can go back and listen to the Green Day Offspring and Refreshments episodes and let us know what you think. Let us know your stories. I uh, was just going to share, too, relatedly, that I had a little fun 90s experience this weekend, and I just I thought of what we were reliving, and I thought how it just dovetailed right in.
0: Yeah, yeah, excellent. I love it. What happened? What's up?
1: Yeah, so I went to it's called Club Decades at Bordner's, um, the bar slash club here in LA this past weekend and the theme at Club Decades was 90s pop punk night. Ooh. And I thought that was really, really cool. So mm-hmm. it was right, just such a I thought, mm-hmm. fortuitous continuation of the theme we've been doing for these shows here in 2023. Yeah. So I thought that was perfect. It didn't even occur to me until I was there. It was like, oh, I got I to gotta talk about this here on the podcast. This is
0: perfect. That's awesome. So
1: it's like we tapped into the zeitgeist, Pena, by even having this little
0: mini-series. Because everybody, I guess, in the wider world is also obsessed with the 90s. Yeah, the nineties are back, man. I mean, I don't know. I'm seeing youngins wearing shit that I wore in high school. And it makes me think back when we were younger and the seventies made a revival for us. Um, when we were in high school and my parents told me the same shit, I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. We're those people, but fuck it. The nineties were great. So let it live on. (laughs)
1: Everything old is new again, right? Yeah. Everything old is new again. But I thought it was really perfect. It was a lot of fun. I went with my friend Kathy. They played everything there. The DJs from Killers down to Rancid. And it was just, you know, if you can imagine that spectrum. um, But the crowd got really hyped at everything. Everybody was loving it. We were kind of enjoying the people watching. Mm -hmm. um, Because it was so much people watching around with uh, people really trying to recreate some 90s themed (laughs) outfits. And we were just like, in awe of the commitment. Um, <laughs>
0: That's great. Yes, you know, and I was like, Oh, yeah. man,
1: like, this is people are really committing to the bit. So it was really, it's fun to people watch, it was fun to listen to the music. It was kind of uh, the selection of the music. Uh, it was funny, because it kind of got all over the place. They randomly played Offspring's self esteem, like three different times during the night. And I just thought that was pretty random. I'm not sure what that was about. There's so much to choose from in the nineties that why would we keep doing that? So that yeah, was Yeah, because
0: that was their only hit, you know, yeah. with self-esteem. That was it. I was like, why are they continuing?
1: <laughs> so I was like I could only laugh, right? I was like, sure. okay, that's cool. Um they everybody was very excited to hear Green Day's basket case.
0: Nice. too. So yes.
1: I felt all of that was really right in line with two of our recent episodes, right? On The Offspring and Green Day. So I feel like it all is connected, right? So mm-hmm. that was pretty fun. It was a great atmosphere. Uh, I would say talk to you if you are in the LA area. Go check out Club Decades at Borders if you get the chance. No one's paying us to say that. We just, if you want to have a fun time, it's fun.
0: Hey, Matt, you can't pay you know, us to say that
1: though. Go for it.
0: Right, you can't pay us, and you know, hey, talk tuners, you come here, uh, you know, to hear our stories, and now we're providing you entertainment, uh, future entertainment, places to go. We're like city guides and shit, right? Exactly, so, right, right on, right on. I love it. All right, y'all. So today, um, we are continuing the '90s trend, and we are talking about one of the biggest bands now, <laughs> like <Yes>. now, <laughs> one of the biggest bands now, but they started in the '90s. Who are we talking about? Yeah, we're talking about Foo Fighters and their 1995 debut, "Splash." This is a call. Visiting is pretty. Visiting
2: is good. Seems.
1: Takes me all the way back. Takes me back to when the Foo Fighters began, which is like I have such mm-hmm. um, kind of, I would say, pretty distinct memories of when they came out. Because uh, the friend and I who were just really into whatever music was coming on the radio, and that's back yeah. then how you learned, right? There was right. no other channels for it. And so it was uh, the buzz in Houston. And they started playing this band called the Foo Fighters. And we're like, oh, like what's going on? Like,
0: mm-hmm. who is
1: this? And that's how we learned more at that time. So this was all the way back, of course, guys, as Penny says, in the 90s. The Foo Fighters as a band began in 1994. And, of course, uh, that's when Nirvana's Kurt Cobain uh, died in 1994 as well. So we'll get into that and how that coincided. But, um, you know, from tragedy, uh, came something Mm -hmm. else, right? Came something Mm -hmm. else. So I think as many talk tuners know, Foo Fighters is, of course, Dave Grohl, currently. He's joined by other members, Nate Mendel, Pat Smear, Chris Sheffield, Rami Jeffy, And then the former members, William Goldsmith, Fran Stahl, and of course, uh, the uh, late and great Taylor Hawkins.
0: Yes, indeed.
1: Yeah, so just going back to a second for Dave Grohl being in Nirvana. I think most folks who are listening to us will know where Dave Grohl came from and that he was in Nirvana. However, I'm just mentioning it because I've been really surprised to see on TikTok and Instagram these Mm -hmm. occasional videos where people didn't know that Dave Grohl was in Nirvana. They thought he just like materialized out of nowhere Get the uh, fuck the, out of here. I know, I know. And I'm trying not to, I guess, be, I'm like, am I being gatekeepery with this info? Like, no, no this is really, no. right? If you're a music fan and you didn't know this, it's kind of weird. But um, yeah, I thought everybody knew that, but I guess not. I guess they thought Dave Grohl just came out of nowhere and started the Foo Fighters. So I'm just going to name that because I have seen it in more than one place that people did not know that. Wow. <laughs>
0: like in these videos are these people like older like enough to know like they were around when Nirvana was a thing like are these like young adults like you Um,
1: know they. it seems like it skews a little bit younger but I have seen like more than one of these videos where people are like Uh it's a confessional video and they're like oh wow just figuring it out and I was like (laughs) oh man but you guys had the internet so
0: I feel like (laughs) what fucking life are you living like that's so weird like okay all right all right all right so
1: I'm just gonna name it because I have seen that so anyway I thought that was I thought that was kind of funny um but yeah, okay materialize out of nowhere Um, no it was in the (laughs) seminal classic amazing band Nirvana
0: yeah exactly wow wow I'm floored I, I am floored I just, I can't, there is something on TikTok as well, just for music enthusiasts. Cause those are the folks that are listening to us. Right. And we are music enthusiasts. Um, there is one, uh, I don't know who the influencer or whatever the performer is. This dude, this dude goes around and just asks people who are wearing band shirts, have, you know, name yeah. like your top songs. And they're like, I don't know. I just, I thought this, you know, this was a cool shirt. I don't really like this band type shit. It's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just, I
1: digress, but I have to say, I have seen this phenomenon in person. The other day somebody was wearing a cheap trick shirt and I was like, Oh man, ah. that's cool. Like yeah, I Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. seen them live and uh th- mm, uh yeah. this album I really like. And um they were like, Yeah, a lot of people have come up to me um and said that, but I got this at H and M and I was just like, Okay. And I just Stop it. Yeah, no. I've seen a lot of that lately. Um Oh my god. So I yeah, guess that's yeah, a larger yeah. phenomenon.
0: <laughs> that just makes me sad. So larger.
1: Yeah, larger phenomenon, but I digress. Um, yes. So yeah, there's I think a lot of maybe just gaps in folks' knowledge. So sure. I guess that takes <laughs> us back to people what not. We'll knowing. call it
0: Stephanie. Gaps yeah, in folks' right? knowledge. That's, That's what we'll call it.
1: Sure. Me being diplomatic. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> I love it. Gaps
1: <laughs> in the musical knowledge. So anyway, yes, uh, the lovely Dave Girl, of course, and Nirvana. You know, he's just weathered. I think so much. Um, Mm -hmm. personally um, and professionally. But of course, you know, he was very candid Um, when Kurt died by suicide in 1994. He was kind of Mm -hmm. the mouthpiece um, for Nirvana. He accepted several posthumous awards um, for Nirvana and was very wore his heart on his sleeve about, it's like, hey, Mm -hmm. Kurt, I wish you were here. um, And has really carried that torch. So I say all that to say, um, I know it was also this crushing blow um, mm-hmm. For him, so many years later, this last year, with passing of uh, drummer right. Taylor Hawkins of the Foo yeah. Fighters, who had joined the Foo Fighters all the way back in 1997. So, mm-hmm. had been there for so long. His passing is so tragic. And I know Dave thought of him as a brother, talked about him as a brother. He spoke about him really fondly in, um, in Dave's memoir, The Storyteller, which was really wonderful. Mm. I had read it and finished it. And it was, um, it was published before Taylor's passing and he has Mm -hmm. all these Taylor stories, but um, I know Dave was, he's just been, I think just really floored and crushed um, with everything that's happened. And I know Taylor's family um, of course was crushed. Um, Folks, I think probably have seen the Food Fighters did several benefit shows um, Mm -hmm. for Taylor's family. And I'll just say on a bright note here, Taylor's sixteen-year-old son, Oliver Shane Hawkins, um, played drums yeah. at these shows, and he mm-hmm. was incredible. So, uh, talk tuners, check out those clips on YouTube because it is a life-affirming, a uh, beautiful thing to see something uh, just so uh, beautiful come. This level of talent um, yes. from you know something that's still such tragic circumstances, but it's so obvious to me that Taylor's talent lives on and goes on.
0: Absolutely, that is. Beautiful. For sure. No way other, but best way to put that. It is. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. I I do remember watching those vids and I'm just like, man, this dude's gonna be amazing. Rarity is amazing. He's only going to get better. So that's awesome.
1: Yeah. So maybe down the road, he will be um, a new member of the Foo Fighters. Who knows? Band lives on and have gone through so much and say like they were established in 1994. The song we're here to talk about today is this is a call and that's from their mm-hmm. self-titled album there's a lot of fun facts about this song from genius.com you know this song they say serves as a hello and a thank you to everyone who played a key role in dave Grohl's life as the food fighters first single and the band will also play it as the last song before encores so it lives on if you've seen them that still is there as a song um It's one of their standards and it's one of their classics. If you listen to it and you're like, what does this mean? Lyrically, this is kind of all over the place. Dave Grohl himself has said about the song via songmeanings.com. He said, the chorus says this is a call to all my past resignation. It's just sort of like a little wave to all the people I ever played music with, people I've been friends with, all my relationships, my family. It's a hello and in a way, a thank you. So thought was really nice. sweet, and he's known for being, you know, one of the nicest guys in the business. And I thought that really um, reflected that.
0: Yeah, that's awesome! Hell yeah, I love that, I love that so much. And, um, I'm, you know, I myself just to go back to his first band or first band that made it big because you know, no artist starts with just one band, right? They've yeah. played in plenty, but, um, you know, I was a Big and I still am a huge Nirvana fan. I mean, I still have the Rolling Stone that was released when Kurt Cobain died. I have that framed. I still have an original poster of Kurt, Dave, and Christ And they're. Um, it's one of their iconic ones. It's in black and white. They're all huddled together. Kurt's in the middle. He's wearing some big ass white sunglasses. You know, Dave Grohl has a, a hat on, you didn't really see much of Dave in Nirvana. Like, you know, Nirvana was really Kurt dude. Like, yeah. and, you know, we all know that that's, that's a, that's a separate episode all in itself, but, um, Kurt was more in the limelight for sure. Um, but I still have that. I mean, this is back from like, what, like Nirvana, like sixth grade, I've <laughs> held to it for that long, you know, this is nuts. But, um, but yeah, you know, when, you know, so excited when, you know, learning that Dave Grohl was going to continue and do his own material, um this particular album it's my favorite my favorite album from the foo fighters it was released july 4th 1995 this you know you, you know stephanie you mentioned that the band was formed in 94 but hey Grohl recorded this album wrote the songs and everything himself like he did this from his house in seattle washington at the time or not his house excuse me it was a studio but um He did have uh you know help from a producer barrett jones to be exact but that just shows like you know from the get-go it's like this is all his shit you know and it's a masterpiece yeah so good you know from that album itself um my favorite songs are alone and plus it's alone plus easy target um and watershed those gems oh my god and you don't really hear them much anymore um you know because i um you know look at setlist again we love Setlist.fm. So Setlist.fm set FM is just my jam. So you can just go in and put in, you know, artists and you see what their set list is, um, for shows that go back to, um, you know, nineties, you know, it's crazy, but, um, but yeah, this, uh, you know, so happy. I just remember, you know, going back to this 95 and having this album, um, I was just so ecstatic and just, you know, it was, a part of me died when Kurt died. I ain't gonna lie. Again, music enthusiast, man, and I was just happy that um, you know, a, a part of it came back. But in its own right, cuz Nirvana and Foo Fighters are not the same band. <laughs> no. Not. That's just extremely true. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then, you know, Steph, what are your jams? What are your faves from from Foo?
1: Yeah, I appreciate you sharing your fave songs. I think those are great. I was reflecting, thinking, okay, what are my um, favorite Foo Fighters songs of all time? And I uh, actually think it's, uh, I have three. I think it's The One, which is off the Orange County soundtrack. You don't hear it too often, mm-hmm. but I love mm-hmm. it. Um, it's so uh, straightforward rock. It's fantastic. Put it on a mm-hmm. workout jam, Talk Tuners. Go um, nice. check that out. I think that's my one of my definite faves. Um, Arlandria from Wasting Light. Wasting of Seeing Lights, a great album that I feel like uh, it didn't get maybe the same amount of attention uh, that mm-hmm. others did. Definitely check that out. The whole album is great. And then uh, my third to round it out fave is uh, Times Like These from yeah. um, the One by One album. And Times Like These, every time I hear it, it just feels really apropos for what we've, I think, just gone through as a society in recent years. Um, yeah. Every time I hear it, it's just like, oh, right. Like, they just have a very real and deep talent for anthems. And I think tapping into something larger with their songwriting. Mm-hmm. And I think they're popular for a reason, right? Absolutely. I think they're a band that's popular for a reason.
0: Absolutely. And like, man, and this, when this is a call came out, it was like, hell yeah. You knew that this was the beginning of something big. Oh my gosh. I I got, I got the goosebumps going on because it's true, man. And especially if you were following Dave's career, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of people on the line who feel the same way I do. You know, when that band dissolved because of this tragedy, a part of you was just really fucking sad, man. Yeah, Extremely sad. And, you know, I was so excited when this song came out and learning it was growl and just uh, and, you know, yeah, you know, and then, like I mentioned, when this show kicked off, you know, this band is relevant, completely relevant. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's an understatement. <laughs> um, it's so, so awesome. And we've had the chance to see them live. We have so many memories of this band. Um, but Stephanie and I had the chance to see them live at um, what was then called the Meadowlands.
1: Yeah, yeah. Picture it, Talk Tuners. It's back in 2005. This is a show that was uh, out in Jersey for folks who, uh, who know their little tri state geography. This was mm-hmm. a show with uh, such a crazy ass bill. I can't believe I'm going to say it. It was with Weezer and Hot Hot Heat, which is <laughs> a pretty amazing triple bill, right? What? And so yes. it, it was an incredible show. Um, I know I've talked in previous episodes about, I just, I love arena shows. There's something about that. I will never knock arena shows. Like I love the energy of them and it was an incredible show. And I know you have your own uh, memories about that too, because it was a really special night.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, the great thing about this particular experience was, Hey, another show, another school night, you know, this is a theme within our, (laughs) it's a theme on the podcast. I mean, Shit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we held our asses from Brooklyn, <laughs> crossed the state line, gotta go see the Foo. This particular show, I mean, I'm a big, big, big Weezer fan. This particular Tori all was called Foozer. <laughs> I think I forgot about that. Right? I mean, because these are larger-than-life bands, dude. Foozer. Love it and both guys have like sense of like humor, right? I mean, as we all know, you're not listening to this episode discovering Dave Grohl for the first time, you know, he's hilarious, you know, that you know, there's definitely a lot of humor with him, and then you follow Weezer, you know, the same. And yeah, this was back in 2005, and I just remember, and again, gotta pull Lucy into this. Hey, Lucy, what's up? Um, Lucy ended up having, um, she where she worked she got incredible perks and she had an extra ticket uh for a ga uh you know ga admission into the show and i don't even know how it worked out stephanie but um somehow we had a seat and i probably at this time i was going to a lot of shows alone like i didn't give a shit so yeah. i just like I, would, I wouldn't even talk to y'all and like i'm going to this i'll be all pissed off yeah, and i'm you, like hey man i am i, I right, it, to yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i, I would later. have gone with you <laughs> yeah yeah i'm <like, laughs> I would have gone with you. Sorry, man. I just got excited, you know, and I just bought the ticket. So there was, um, there was a seat ticket, and then Lucy came on, and she had two GA, and uh, you know, and I don't know. I felt like I was, I don't know. I I felt like I was giving you a gift of food. So stupid. I didn't even have the ticket because we were because you were so awesome. You're like, hey, do you want to go to GA? And I'm like, no. I've seen them already. Both bands. Like, you go experience this, Myers. Go do it. I'm being a good friend. So stupid, y'all. But anyway, I'm just taking you back 2005. And I'm so glad I did. I'm sure. I mean, that the arena y'all was lit, completely lit. That vibe was insane. Um, You know, I, you know, I just remember, you know, when you go to shows and if you go to shows alone, I'm curious to know if any of our listeners go to shows alone. But, um, you know, like I do, I mean, you're kind of in your own little element, but you know, this one, you, you were, whether or not you were engaging with other concert goers or not, you were feeling the same vibe and the same good. And just being in that same trance, um, you know, all together. Cause the food, man, they put a spell on you. So
1: they really do. They really do. So just, so just to paint the picture for talk tuners. Uh, so there's like, there's one seat that's available through our friend, lazy. it was like. We got one seat. We got two GA, and um, folks may or may not know because I feel like GA is kind of disappearing a little bit. But that's when you're you're in a big standing holding pin area, and you can kind of get as close to the stage as you want. Um, yeah, I see fewer and fewer shows kind of offer this, but this is this was definitely mm-hmm. a thing for a long time. So it's very nice of you, Pena, to say, "Yeah, I'm gonna I'll take that seat. That's cool. You guys want to get as close as you can to the stage, and we did, and we did, and I probably you know didn't have the hearing protection." that I should have um, for being that close, <laughs> for being that close in an enclosed venue, you know?
0: Yes. Yes. Oh man. I just remember post-show. You're so stoked. It was good. Everything was good. And again, we probably got probably like three hours of sleep where we had to go hustle at our day jobs, but fuck it. Right. We saw Dave Grohl. Who cares? Um, so cool. you know, so cool. you no, know, Dave Grohl, Pat Smear, you know, I mean, this takes me back, you know, where have I seen them? I've seen them so many times y'all. It's ridiculous. So first time I saw them, fucking epic as shit. It was April 18th, 1996. They were on tour with the breeders. You can't get more nineties than that. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, y'all breeders, cannonball. I was everywhere. Shit was fucking hot. Um, I was definitely in high school. I remember I went with my brother and his then girlfriend at the time. I was so happy that I was going to the show. I just felt like the coolest kid in the world. Um, It was at Live Oak Civic Center, which is for those folks that are, um, you know, any of our Texas listeners, San Antonio specific at this time, this venue was just where it was at to see your bands on a small scale. And these are big ass acts. So Foo Fighters being one of them. So, yes, I was up there. I, you know, I was in the pit, you know, hell yeah. What, you know, watching all this, feeling it. Live Oak, man, they brought these major bands, like a perfect circle Marilyn Manson in 90, God, I just, it was crazy when he was first on the scene and so controversial. He still is fucking, but anyway, um, Static X and, you know, and Slipknot. I saw Slipknot for the first time there in 1999. This is like a legit warehouse. You couldn't get more rock and roll and raw than this fucking venue. So I really hope that people who are in San Antonio or in Texas in general, remember this venue because it's no longer there. And it holds such a near and dear spot in my heart. So, you know, this show in particular, at the time, through this album, through the self-titled album, they had that song Big Me, which was huge. And it had a you remember that song, right? Of course you do. And it was um, the video was iconic because they did a Mentos commercial. So at the time, y'all, those folks (laughs) that are younger, 90s advertising was a big thing. um, It mattered and uh, in a whole different level than it does now. And yes, for sure the, they had the Mentos commercial. That was, it was a play on it. And they had a shirt that was it, so 90s, had two stripes on the side. And, um, and it had a little, uh, a Mentos candy, but it said Frutos. Fritos. And I wore that like a badge of honor. You know, like, thought, fuck yeah. I remember going to school the next day and I'm like, yeah, bitches, I'm the shit. <gasps> you saw the food fighters <laughs> fuck yeah! Yeah, I did. I was up there sweating with Grohl. And this is, and the cool thing about 96, y'all, is that Dave Grohl, yes, this is like seriously super, super fresh, right? You know, Nirvana is still, you know, still on the forefront of a lot of people's minds. And he looked, that's the closest thing I'm going to get to a Nirvana show because he was still the the lanky, skinny dude with the long hair. And it was just like, ah, this is like my heart was so fucking full yeah. I, oh my god you know oh, stephanie,
1: god, sure. yeah the best shows you leave and your heart's full you know
0: yeah exactly exactly and then i know that you know you saw them currently so like not too long ago right stephanie you saw them not too long ago
1: i did i saw them as kind of my first arena show um post pandemic mm-hmm. or however we want to uh take post pandemic as. but it was in yeah um, 2021, it marked kind of my return, and I think most of LA's (laughs) (laughs) return, to seeing arena shows (laughs) after the pandemic. And really, um, this is really one of the few big concerts that had come back on the scene after. Um, There weren't really any kind of concerts of that uh, scope here in LA, like, while things were shut down. Um, Even movie theaters were closed for a long time just to paint the picture, because I know we Mm -hmm. have listeners from all over who I think experience different kinds of uh, things. So just yeah, painting that picture was like yeah, this was a real uh, back in person thing. It was yeah. at uh, the forum. I think folks in LA will know that it was an all all masked um, Vax cards show, which I really appreciated, and just being there with the crowd, mm-hmm. thousand strong. Um, we were thousand strong again. And it was just a real life affirming moment for me. It was just a very life affirming show, and I think that goes back to kind of who they are thematically. I always kind of argue that that's. What their music is and what it's meant yeah. to be just big hooks life affirming big emotions they really know what they're doing as a band right be like hey mm-hmm. it's, the, it's the big chord change that you will uh take into your heart so i realize some people are like oh they're so popular but i feel like they're popular for a reason um, and plus mm-hmm. that their live showmanship is just so awesome and um i know uh yeah you had um you had seen them additionally even over the years. So I really feel like you have, you have um, these spots with the Foo Fighters and even kind of a a personal uh, Dave Grohl moments too.
0: And I, yeah, no, you're totally right. But just to say, man, that's really cool for this being your, your big show, because, um, you know, between, you know, the way we looked at the pandemic again, you know, it took us a lot to start getting back into quote unquote, normal life. And what we we did and, That's so awesome. I love that. I love this. That's so cool. I still haven't. Y'all, I'm going to take you back in time. Um, You know, you're going to, I'm going to take you back in time because I have not seen the Foo Fighters um, in a long ass time. But anyway, let me take you back. This is fucking crazy, y'all. Because I, whether or not I wanted to, Dave Grohl and I had a thing and it started (laughs) This shit up. I'm gonna put a disclaimer out there first, cause it's gonna sound like I'm making this shit up, and I am not. I'm fucking telling you, I'm not right now. Cause there's gonna be some people just shaking their head like this bitch is not telling the truth, and I really am. So anyway, 1998. I'm gonna take it back. So I saw him in '96. Saw him in 1998, three days before my mom's birthday, April 26, 1998, at one of my favorite, and it's still now defunct, but it's getting remodeled, Sunken Garden Theater, breaking it back. You know, bringing it back. That was a very. It is a very small amphitheater. Yeah. One of the best places to see any live show ever. I don't care. I don't care who you are and where you fucking live. Go to Sun and Garden Theater. But yeah, <clears throat> so saw them there, and that's where the clout begins. So all right, so they had their encore for this particular. That was. I'll stick around right another badass song from the first album you know again just giving us all us nirvana lovers transition and appreciate girl on another level right yeah and again young stephanie up in the pit super (laughs) fucking excited y'all he fucking pointed at me he pointed at me and i was like literally I, i did this like what and this is how small that venue is too if you're up in the pit I'm like, what? And he just, I, I literally pointed at myself, like, I had to make sure I needed confirmation, right? I needed confirmation. <laughs> I pointed at myself, and he fucking nodded his head. I am Aww. not joking. That's like, so cool. I'm not joking. This is, like, come on. Could you imagine if you knew me, you, you would be like, my friend Stephanie's so fucking annoying because all she can talk about is Dave Burrell fucking pointing at her at a show. know, uh, yeah, it probably wasn't even real. I'm telling you, it's real.
1: It's real. It's real. It <laughs> doesn't even end there. It doesn't even end there. <laughs>
0: it doesn't. So this is when Steph and I were actually friends. We were in college. So Red Hot Chili Peppers, they did a show with the Foo Fighters. It was This was in May of 2000, and it was at the Frank Erwin Center, so on UT yeah. campus, right? Do you remember that show? That was that took over Austin, man. Yeah,
1: I uh, was an usher there during that time, so I, I think uh, oh! all those, maybe all the slots to work that night were taken.
0: Yeah, I mean, hell yeah, that that's not that's what you do, right? You work at Perks, definitely. But I I bought a ticket. I was working at the old Navy, and I saved up my pennies and I bought a ticket. Awesome. So, go there, right? Dave Grohl, being Dave Grohl, just starts running through the crowd. Yo, started running through the crowd. Like, okay, that's cool. You know, you may know who I am, right? So naturally, everyone's fucking going nuts. My dumbass, um, where I was sitting in my section, because if you know. You know, I was sitting in a seat. I was not GA for the show. So I'm in a section. He goes through my section. And of course, ladies, dudes, whoever, just fans are like, trying to maul him. Of course, I go with them, right? Not, and then I was like, okay, I'm not trying to maul him or whatever or hug him. But I'm just like excited, right? And so I go follow the herd. And <laughs> they had, he was like against the wall. And I was just like, oh, wow. I can't, what am I going to do? Yeah, like, you know, security had to come it got to that point for sure oh wow of course okay. security was following him the entire time but yes it was like okay y'all like we're not like chill out so anyway like he was against guess well I just remember that and he just smiled at me and I was like you know what that's it like what am I gonna do I was just excited to be there I'm like he's this fucking close to me like this is never gonna fucking happen so right. ladies and gents I did not maul him I did not hug him I didn't do anything I just had to go because didn't grab was, his butt sh- within feet I didn't grab his ass I didn't do none of mm-hmm. that shit Anyway, but yeah, so that was cool. There was that. We had a little smile moment. All right. All right. Okay. Let's take it to 2005. So yes, same year. And literally like almost a month, a month later after we saw him at the Meadowlands, um, you remember Kathy got random free tickets to Saturday night live. Like y'all, this is a lottery. Like you, this is not like, yeah. Um, well at the time I may be wrong now, but I just remember that, you know, SNL was a lottery and she happened to win tickets. And, uh, Kathy's Kathy was my former roommate. Hey cat. And one of my best friends in college. And she asked if I, if I wanted to go and I didn't know who was playing, um, the fucking food fighters were playing. I'm like, what, what, so, hell yeah. And Jason Lee was the host. And y'all, again, 90s theme, Jason Lee. Jason Lee is an iconic actor from the 90s if you were a cool kid. I got introduced to him through Mallrats. Y'all know you remember that movie, stuff. Yeah. Kevin Smith, Mallrats, Shannon yeah. Dordery. You can't get more 90s than that shit. They're stuck in a mall. All right, 90s. <laughs> 90s, 90s, 90s. And so the setup of, you know, SNL for folks that haven't been, um, and I would have never gone. I'd be one of these people too. Um, it's set up like a funnel. And of course it's very intimate because you know, it, it's, it's SNL, right? It's an intimate show. This is an arena. And, um, we got lucky in the seats that we were at, were actually facing, um, the, uh, the stage and they had played, I looked it up. They had played DOA and best of you. And I forget which one it was, but I literally all, I just stuff. I just waved. You remember this? I just waved. That's all I did was wave, <laughs> y'all. They left when I waved, and they left the stage. Dave Grohl came back and waved at me. Aww, <laughs> me for this. And everyone was like, "Holy shit, Dave Grohl just waved at you!" And I'm like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, we got clout." That's my best friend. He don't even know it. We go back. We go back '98. Like y'all don't even know. Like we go back from '98. You know. What the fuck, dude? That's really cool, though. What the fuck? And the only time that, you know, post that moment, um, I've never seen them live. Um, You know, then my career transitioned. I moved to Austin. I was in the industry, security to be exact, where I started. And um, I just remember hiring people to work um, the Foo Fighters show during South By. Um, You know, and that was fucking awesome. Um, You know, just because that I was like, hey, you all I have... (laughs) I was managing and I, I helped a lot with recruiting. And I'm like, hey, do you want to go see Dave Grohl for free and get paid?
1: Fuck <laughs> like, yeah! I mean, yeah. I'm definitely. like, you have a
0: job to do, but right. but um, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, but that's awesome. And I'm I think that's great that you saw them. Right? What a what a great band to to get you back into live music. Foo fires, to get yeah, right?
1: to get back post pandemic, um, once they started opening things again, I mean, what a great show! Bring the masses back, right? So it just it felt really special, and um, they'll always just have a special place in my heart for a number of reasons, really.
0: Absolutely, man. So I just want to say a big fat thank you to Dave Grohl, and um, you can reach me at. I'm joking. <laughs> Right on. exactly because <laughs> we're best friends you know we need to kick it yeah. and, you know talk about life and shit bffs anyway uh, man this has been fucking amazing we could we we could have made like this a three-part episode so we just wanted to point it and point out the amazing um of Foo fighters when they hit the scene this is a call if you have not heard that song if you not picked up that album and you're you know rightfully so listening to more of their modern day go back in time you will not yeah. regret it you will not. Um, holy shit. And let us know. Let us know. Reach out to us on the socials, people. I know y'all have stories. Email us at Stephanie's talktoons at gmail.com. You can find us on IG, FB, TikTok, Stephanie's Talk Tunes, Twitter. Our handle is Stephanie's Talk. And if you just want to be easy about it, just go shortcuts, all, all things us, merch, past episodes, everything under the sun. Just go to Stephanie's talktoons.com. We make it that easy, y'all. You know, we love y'all. We want y'all to have access to us. <laughs> we want to
1: chat exactly. with you. Exactly. As Stephanie said, you can find the full archive of stephaniestalktoons.com You're going back. you will listen to other episodes. You can find us there. You can find us on any podcast platform that I think you can think of. Um, yes. Go to your preferred one. Take a listen. We just want to give appreciation, again, to um, the wonderful Five Star Reviews that folks have been leaving on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, all that really helps our visibility. So just real appreciation for that. We see uh, ourselves uh, landing on these Good Pods music charts and it means the world to us. Um, We're so humbled and thankful for it. So just wanted to give gratitude and say
0: thank you again. Yes, y'all, thank you so much. I had so much fun with this, Stephanie, it's so great. I'm so hyped for the day. This is Stephanie Fenyo, y'all. I'm out. Thanks for listening to all my billion stories. I appreciate it.
1: <laughs> Stephanie Myers here. We're out. We will see you in two weeks. Thanks, Dr. Andrews.
2: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football